I got to be honest, I'm a little uh, scared to look at what the Air Comfort Solutions text line has been saying over the past couple of hours. Is everyone freaking out? Are we good here? Actually, or are we worried? I, I tell you what, Tyler. The freak out has been a lot less explosive than I would have imagined. Why? Because it's a wide receiver? <laughs> I guess. Surprise. Well, I, I think everybody kind of understands, okay, if Anthony Evans does end up decommitting, you just go get Micah Tease and he's a shoe in addition to this class. Yeah. Uh, I just pulled up one random text. Maybe if you lose to Texas 49 nothing, you have to revisit every recruiting policy. So there, <laughs> there's that. And I know that that take is going to be out there because every time OU faces some adversity in recruiting, um, yeah, there's uh, quite the, the, the thought out there that OU needs to revisit the way that they handle their recruiting policies, which, again, they are the number four class in the country right now. You know, I, I would just like to point that out. But this is an interesting uh, situation. By now, you probably heard Anthony Evans uh, plans to take a visit to Georgia on November 5th, which is the biggest game in Athens Oh, God, since Alabama's played there, whenever the last time that was, Tennessee and Georgia, it could be a number one versus number two matchup if the Vols take care of business this Saturday against Kentucky. That is a huge recruiting weekend for the Dogs, and it sounds like Anthony Evans is going to be there. Now, here's where it gets a little interesting. It is uh, an unofficial visit versus an official visit. Do you think that will matter at all? when we talk about the recruiting policy that this staff has. Will he be forced to decommit? Will they recruit others at his position for an unofficial versus an official visit? Does it matter? I I would think the answer to that question is no. I would think he's not going to be forced to decommit. I think the reason being is he's got a lot of family ties to Georgia. It is unofficial, as you mentioned. I... I haven't really had the chance, just because the news didn't break till about 30 minutes before we went on air, haven't really had the chance to dig into all of the specifics. Um, <laughs> Jackson Arnold, Papa Arnold, texted me and just said, I'll talk to him. So <laughs> uh, OU is going to be very proactive. Like the and, Godfather or yeah, something. Exactly. Like, I'll handle it, guys. Exactly. I got it. it. Don't worry about it. That's what it feels like, doesn't all it? Good. So, which, which, by the way, Anthony Evans... A big reason why he committed to OU initially, what, around a – it's over a month ago now, right? Um, he, I guess he's the last commit that you've gotten in this class. Jackson Arnold was a pretty big reason for that. Yes, yes. And so uh, <laughs> you got old JFA on the case. I, I would imagine things aren't going to go I up in flames. That's amazing. That's a great, that's a great tech. you got to save that one. Uh, good to hear football. One of the other sports radio stations is talking about tapeworms and grizzly bears. Uh, another news, it's Wednesday over there. But yes, <laughs> we, uh, we talk about uh, football over here. Uh, this, Best listen bet. this listener asks, what is Mike Atiz's speed compared to Anthony Evans? Look, Anthony Evans might be the fastest wide receiver in America in his class. He's the, like, the fastest player in this class, for sure. Yeah, so I, Mike, Evans is, or Mike Atiz is fast. He's not Anthony Evans fast because there are very few that are at any position across the board. But uh, Micah Evans is a guy that, look, here's what I can tell you about T's right now at Oklahoma. If there was a situation where they felt like they needed to recruit another receiver, i.e. Anthony Evans decommits, Micah T's would be a take at wideout. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about this is, okay, now we kind of sit back and wait and see what happens. Does Anthony Evans decommit? Like, what happens? We might have to wait until – after the Georgia visit, to, to see what happens. But this isn't all that different 
from the two visits that Colton Vosick has taken to Texas unofficially, right? I mean, Colton Vosick, he's been at the Alabama and the Iowa State game because why? Well, he's a Texas legacy, his family, big Longhorn fans, family there, whatever, and seemingly nothing has happened on that recruitment, right? He hasn't been forced to decommit. OU's not trying to recruit over him. So the difference is that Colton Vosick lives in Austin and Anthony Evans does not live in Athens, Georgia. But tell me where these two situations are, are, are different because they kind of look similar to me. And there are similarities. Um, somebody asked on the text line as well, how does like, would it even out the recruiting rankings if you go and get Micah Tease as opposed to Anthony Evans? Both four stars. Class? Yeah, Micah Tease is actually higher ranked than Anthony really? Evans. Really? Wow. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you lose Anthony Evans – it's not the worst case scenario because <laughs> you just go turn around and you grab somebody that's ranked even higher. So, I, look, I don't think it's anything that anybody needs to be sweating or breaking their backs over just because there is a very clear insurance policy in all of this, and it's Micah Tease. Yeah, the only thing is, and maybe Micah Tease will end up being a better player, regardless of where the two play college football, maybe Micah Tease will end up being a, a better player than uh, Anthony Evans. But what Anthony Evans has is unique speed, and that's what you were really excited about. or And still are. Like The, the decommitment hasn't happened yet. Like We'll see what happens here. I don't want to have the tone today that it's imminent that Georgia is about to pick up his commitment. But when you think of Anthony Evans, you thought of speed, and that's the one thing that he really, really brought to the table. And we've seen – Burners within the OU offense, how much success that they've had recently. This text reads, I'm sure Tease is anxious to decommit from Arkansas and commit to a team that got slaughtered by Texas and TCU. The last time Thune was this confident, DJ Hicks went to ATM. Okay, this confident in what? What am I confident in right now? The fact that Micah Tease would commit to Oklahoma as a wide receiver if such an opportunity existed? Yeah, I am confident in that. Now, am I confident that there's going to arise such a scenario in which that would take place? No. But if it were to take place, yes, I could virtually assure you that Micah Tease would be an instant addition to OU's class. I've known Micah a long, long time, and it is no secret where his allegiance lies. Yeah, he's the... Consider this, Tyler. We talked about this uh, before the show. Jelani McDonald, the, the guy that was formerly Oklahoma State's top commit. Yep. In their class. Just decommitted from the Cowboys yesterday. And the expectation as of right now is that he's going to end up a Texas Longhorn. I, correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler, but Oklahoma State beat Texas on the football field this past Saturday. So, uh, yes, on-field results do matter. I am by no means saying they don't. But they are not everything. And for Micah Tease, a lifelong Sooner fan, I think if the opportunity existed for him to play wide receiver at Oklahoma – I don't believe it. there would be a hesitation in his mind. That'd be quite the power play to lose a wide receiver to Georgia and then turn around and take Arkansas's fourth highest uh, commitment that they currently have, which is a top, uh, I think they're the number 16 class right now. So I'll, uh, I'll believe what you say there about Micah Tease because we've heard that you know for, for quite some time now. And if he is a 100% take for OU at wide receiver, yeah, that might be looking pretty good for OU. Speaking of... Uh, you know, something that would be kind of a loud commit.
taking away uh, Arkansas's fourth highest ranked commit. You know, there there's a couple opportunities down the stretch here for OU to have a, a couple other loud commits, right? Uh, in my mind, your two biggest recruiting rivals as it stands today are the University of Texas and Texas A&M. Everyone good with that? Those are your I, two biggest recruiting rivals? I would say we're all good with that. Tyler. Now, I, the percentage of both of these things happening, less than 50%, it's not very high. But what an end to the cycle it could be if you get Colton Vosick, you keep him committed, you take him away from Texas, get him out of Austin, and then somehow you flip David Hicks from Texas A&M. If you want to talk about the uh, optimistic of what could happen with this class, Parker, that would be two massive major wins against your two biggest recruiting rivals that you have right now. Those, both of those are on the table, seemingly. Certainly. Again, I, I wouldn't put a high percentage on both of those happening, but you got a chance to make quite a statement against those two here as we round things out, or get close to it anyway. Any victory that you can score over the University of Texas and or Texas A&M in any capacity uh, is worth taking a victory lap over. And we... <laughs> We spent basically the entire show yesterday, Tyler, talking about how ugly things have gotten at <sighs> College Station. So Yeah. Will I, you remind me again sometime this hour? That was so much fun. That was great. Yeah. Love which, that show. And here's the thing. We talk about we, – we've talked plenty about the impact that it could have as far as Oklahoma maybe getting back into the thick of things for DJ Hicks. But might there come a point in time at which Hicks isn't the only A&M expatriate that – Oklahoma's taking a hard look at whether that's a decommit or a transfer portal casualty among the schools that stand to benefit from the chaos that is transpiring at Texas A&M Oklahoma's pretty high up on the uh, I list. think they would probably be number one man now Gabe Dindy did tweet out um I forgot exactly what it was but you know basically saying that he's all in on Texas A&M he's going to be there all right we'll see yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see everyone that's uh, in the portal after the season is over coming out of College Station because i got a feeling there's going to be a decent amount. Uh, text line, support the ref army from Shawnee, USA, but does everyone not remember Miles Tease played for OU, Micah's older brother? If I'm not mistaken, he would jump on the offer if he received one, which goes against what you were saying. Saying Micah uh, would jump on the offer. Miles played here. We remember that. I mean, that's sure that that's somewhat of a factor, but yeah. Well, and uh, here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Actually, I want to read this text first. Uh, Parker, I've decided that after hearing the text today, that you should spend the entire show tomorrow telling everyone else that they are wrong with how they do their jobs. Since everyone knows better than you about recruiting, tomorrow you will know better than ter- attorneys, electricians, and doctors. That comes from Bellevue Sooner. Yeah, sometimes it feels like that, doesn't it? Is that Nebraska on Nebraska crime right there? Is that what that is? No, that's not crime. Hmm. I'm, I'm Bellevue Sooner and I are on the same page here. Uh, apparently, the Air Comfort Solutions text line knows far more about recruiting than I do. But, no, the reason Mike Tease didn't jump on the OU offer initially after he received it was because he wanted to play wide receiver. And here's what it boiled down to. He wanted to be a Sooner, sure, but he wanted to play wide receiver more than he wanted to be a Sooner. So, again, he probably wasn't going to – and he ultimately didn't take the opportunity to play defensive back at Oklahoma. But if there arose a scenario in which he could both be a Sooner and play wide receiver, it's the best of both worlds for the kid. 
903 area code. I think recruits realize they have a chance to play right away more at OU than other places. Your thoughts? I, I mean, look, looking at this team now, and we'll see how they finish throughout the remainder, uh, remaining five games, hopefully six games of this season. But, yeah, as we kind of project to 2023, there's a lot of spots that will be, uh, that will be open going into spring ball for sure. In fact, Parker, it'll be an interesting conversation to have after the season of guys that played so well in 2022 that they are immediately locked in as starters for 2023. That list might be pretty short. So I think absolutely when recruits in this class look at OU, there's a real chance to play early next year for sure in on, on several spots, but on both sides of the ball, yes. And they're, they're, I think a lot depends on – who and what Oklahoma adds in the portal. That's going to come into play as well. By the way, uh, portal visitor on November 5th, Notre Dame defensive line transfer Jacob Lacey. Ooh, okay. So that's something. Uh, Came down to Notre Dame and Clemson out of high school, so the relationship with Todd Bates goes back quite a ways. Uh, So there's there's a guy that Oklahoma could be in line to add on the defensive side of the ball, and we've talked a lot about uh, what that group might look like next year because you know you're going to have Derek LeBlanc in the mix. You presume you'll have Isaiah Coe and Jordan Kelly back. Maybe you have Jalen Redmond back, but there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding the interior defensive line looking ahead to 2023. So the Sooners are going to have some position groups. They're going to have some areas that they need to shore up. Interior defensive line, probably pretty high on that list. There is no doubt it's it's a priority, man. It is absolutely a priority. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Oh, storylines galore when it comes to OU football recruiting. And then our buddy Travis Davidson is going to join us, as he does every single Wednesday at 235. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We are the Homeless Sooner fans inside the Brown O'Haver studios on this Wednesday. Travis Davidson joins us next segment. He'll be on with me from 3 to 6 on the rush as well. And Parker Thune, where are they listening today, you ask? Well, how about Gainesville, Florida? Overland Park, Kansas? Chesapeake, Virginia? Grand Rapids, Michigan? Bowie, Maryland? Hattiesburg, Mississippi? Small Oklahoma town of the day? I believe this is, uh, I, I'm looking at it on the map right now, northeast of Fairview, Oklahoma, which was our small town of the day, I think, earlier this week. Cleo Springs, Oklahoma. Cleo Springs. Yeah. Now, I'm that not is a familiar. place I have never heard of. Not familiar of Cleo Springs, but I appreciate uh, one of their eight residents uh, tuning in today. Is that the population? Maybe may, may the residents? only. I, I don't know. Look it up. Okay. I, I'm, I'm over listening. under eight. Which one do you have? I, I would say I'll take the over on that one. Uh, I am Googling as we speak. Cleo Springs is a town in Major County, Oklahoma. The population is 326 at last century. Seriously? Wow. 326. Cleo Springs. Cornered the market up there in Cleo Springs. Dang. So that's what, uh, western portion of the state? Uh, yeah, northwest portion of okay. the state. Yeah. That's what I thought. How about that? 
Ah, again, you can listen to us like they do in Cleo Springs, Oklahoma, via the Ref app. It's free in the App Store. Just search KREF. It's the honestly the best way to listen to our pre- and post-game coverage, as well as our uh, weekday shows, which will be on the air 7 to 10 a.m. on Saturday for pre-game coverage. And then post-game, as uh, soon as the game is over, two hours after. And do not forget about the official Ref Watch Party on Saturday, albeit Vin Pizza on Britain for the entire game and the two-hour post-game show. And what's most important is we've had two Ref Watch Parties at Vin before. We all know this program needs a win at this point, right? Everyone agree? 2-0 and at Watch Parties at Vin. Uh, those two games were last year. OU won both of those. So, just saying, Vin Pizza on Britain has been good luck. Strong vibes. Okay, love it. Back to the text so Show line. up. Uh, f- this listener in the 580 asks, been living in a cave lately. Could you bring me up to speed on what's going on at ATM? Tyler, you want to you give the spark notes? Yeah, so they have three offensive linemen that are out for the year with an injury. And apparently three true freshmen who are suspended indefinitely. Now, this is where it gets difficult. There was a report yesterday from OutKick that uh, those three players that have been suspended indefinitely were caught smoking weed in the locker room before the South Carolina game, which we had a lot of fun with yesterday. But I guess OutKick retracted that story. Is that what happened today? Dang it, Clay! But no one is like coming out today and saying, "Yeah, see, it's proven that Outkick is wrong." I haven't seen anyone say that today. Yeah, no, I haven't. Yeah, typically so holding out that, hope that that story is still alive and well. And we haven't heard from Jimbo on any of this. We also haven't heard from Jimbo after <laughs> Lane Kiffin. <laughs> Did you see the comment Lane he, Kiffin he was made amazing. earlier today? I was looking for the audio Lane and I Kiffin couldn't find it. Lane Kiffin is a it. straight it's... troll, and I love it. Talk about kicking a man while he's down. Lane Kiffin just kicked a man in a program while they are down, Texas A&M. Basically asking about DJ Durkin, uh, his defensive coordinator last year going to A&M this offseason. And I'm trying to find the direct quote. If you have it pulled up, go he ahead. He said, we got outbid. Kind of a common theme with that program. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Oh, gosh. Now, Lane Kiffin will probably go out there and get beat by 10 points now in College Station. But still... Uh, that quote is amazing, and I really appreciate you, Lane. Lane just has no filter, and really it's fantastic. Doesn't. Love me some Lane Kiffin. He's become a lot more likable the last few years. Where is Caden McDonald committing to, Ask the text line? Sounding like it's not Clemson. Wouldn't I love to know? We and won't find out till Monday, most likely, yeah, honestly. Well, we could have a pretty good idea before then, but... Uh, Look, the latest from McDonald per Chad Simmons of On3, who is one of the best in the business, is that he has not made a final decision, which kind of tracks with what we've been saying all throughout the week, Tyler. The best knowledge that I have, nothing is set in stone for McDonald. There's been some interesting buzz for Ohio State over the last 24 hours, which is weird to me because that that would almost demand that – NIL is heavily involved because the distance from home, we talked about that being a factor. We talked about the fact that OU was probably the one destination where there was enough comfort and there was enough proximity to people close to him out in West Arkansas for the fit to make sense that far away from home. So I I don't know what to think of this Ohio State buzz. 
Well, I, I, you think exactly what you said. Uh, in, in Ohio yes. State, um, maybe they're not as aggressive, as aggressive as Texas A&M, but Ohio State uses NIL. Absolutely, they're using NIL out there. So I, I think you could probably point to that. I mean, if if he does indeed pick the Buckeyes on Halloween night on Monday. Things so bad in College Station that fighting 420 punter uh, Alan Guerrero entered the portal earlier. I did see that earlier today. One of A&M's uh, punter, I think he's a punter and kicker, maybe, entered into the portal. He announced it earlier this afternoon. This listener says, seems like there's growing buzz about Samson, Okunlola, and OU. Please do not get your hopes up. Did Please. I see Florida today is really trending for him? Is that who I saw? I don't know. It's so hard to keep track of those. Like, I, I promise you that one will seem to swing in a million different directions between now and whenever he makes the decision. Kind of reminiscent of the whole Jaden Rashada saga towards the end, in my mind. Do not get your hopes up about Samson Okunlola being a Sooner. Uh, if Brock Vandergriff jumps in the portal this offseason, will the Sooners go after him or would the QB room be set? Look, the Sooners may need a portal quarterback this offseason. That scenario may be on the table. I don't think Brock Vandegrift is a guy that's going to get a look, though. Because no. Well, and I think um, much like it was last season because OU already had another portal quarterback and named him as the starter, will OU get a portal quarterback? I mean, I, I could see a scenario where that happens, sure, but it's going to be a really tough sell again because I think Dylan Gabriel is going to come back next year, and I think he's the odds-on favorite to be your starting quarterback. You're going to have Dylan Gabriel back. You're going to have a five-star quarterback in. You're probably going to have Nick Evers back. Does OU get a portal quarterback? Yeah, yeah, probably. I just it's going to be a really tough sell for them again to get someone to get one of the best portal quarterbacks that's out there. You're not going to get one of the best portal no, quarterbacks. No, I, I don't out see there. that scenario. And, and plus, they, maybe, who's to say that Booty's not back next year? We 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 hope true. that Booty's back next year. We need Booty to be back next year, just for the. For the entertainment. Your top two on the depth chart at quarterback are going to be Dylan Gabriel and Jackson Arnold. I believe that. Now, I, and that's no disrespect to Nick Evers, but Jackson Arnold is just that dude, man. Uh, he's I, – I would be shocked if he's not at least number two on the depth chart to open next season because he is, he is college ready right now. Uh, speaking of loud commits, Arkansas has the top two recruits from Oklahoma – T's from Booker T and Luke has from Bixby. Well, actually, the top recruit, if you're looking at the rankings, the top recruit in the state of Oklahoma is committed to Michigan State. That would be by Joe. Yep. But again, we've talked so often about how it's just a weird year in 2023 in the state of Oklahoma and how there are not as many surefire OU locks in this class as there are in most. You look ahead to 2024. I, I would be hard-pressed to believe David Stone isn't a Sooner. I think Zadavian Sims is certainly a Sooner. That's Heck, a pretty good place to start on your defensive you, line class for 24, by the way. You look ahead to 2025. OU just offered tight end Nate Roberts out of Washington, Oklahoma, earlier today. I'd be surprised if he's not a Sooner. And so, in general, a lot of the top kids that come through this state are going to be at, at the very least be heavy OU leans. That just hasn't been the case in 2023 for a variety of reasons, and it has to do with each of the individuals that compose the board in the state of Oklahoma when you look at the top 8 to 10 recruits. Norge, so. Oklahoma, population 124. I believe, it, I believe it. I lived in Norge, Oklahoma for one year of my life. 
senior year of high school. It's really? Right, it's right by, like, right outside Chickasha. It's okay, like, okay, it okay. doesn't have its own school system. There is a school there. But 124, yeah, I can believe that. Norge. Interesting. Yeah, not a whole lot going out there. You don't need to make a visit there for any reason. Any truth to Arch talking to Georgia? That's uh, from Montana Sooner. I, I can't confirm that. Sooner Soldier asks, Parker, just curious, how do you like living in Oklahoma? And are you a true Sooner fan? Well, Sooner Soldier, I am a true Sooner reporter. Can tell you that much. I like living in Oklahoma. I love you people. You people make my you job people? and my life. Wow. You people. Yeah. Is mm. there how how would you like me to phrase that? I don't know. I was just I was just looking. Uh, you people, it got me. We'll ha- we'll ask Travis coming up next okay. if he took offense to that. Because look, well. I I my, I am not an Oklahoman by heritage. So I don't feel like I am one of you all. Yet. Yeah, you still have Nebraska plates. Yeah, or you have Nebraska plates on the new car that you just bought two months ago. And? Slap in the face, man. Listen. Like our license plates that are sponsored by like Twitter a, aren't good enough for you or it's something. It's like, what's the, uh, what's the chronological cutoff for like a common law marriage? It's like 10 years, right? Yep. 10 years for a common law marriage. So give me five more years. And maybe I will consider myself an Oklahoman. I'm just not there yet. Half Oklahoman, Parker Thune, Tyler McComas with you. We'll talk to, uh, I guess, Travis. Did he live in Arkansas for a part of his life? Is that right? Did uh, he live in the uh, Fayetteville I, area? Or is he just a he's a lifelong 918er? I'm not sure. He was born in Minnesota. I know uh, that yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, he was born in Minnesota. Knowing him, he's probably lived in like four or five states. We'll talk to Travis coming up next. Keep those texts rolling in. 405 651 34, 39. More to come right here on Locked In. Wednesdays at 2.35, Travis Davidson joins us. He'll be on uh, with me on The Rush, 3 to 6 p.m. as well today. What's going on, dude? What's going on in Tulsa? Oh, you know, just uh, just keeping an eye on this Anthony Evans stuff just in case uh, uh, i got to go down the street and see Micah Tease. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, don't worry, Travis. Jackson Arnold apparently uh, texted uh, Parker. and what, what were his exact words again? I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. So we'll, yeah, uh, I mean, we'll see. Georgia, Georgia can't have their elite quarterback commit talk to uh, Anthony Evans, that's for sure. Ooh, yes. Unless Arch flips. Unless Arch flips, Travis. If if Arch flips, the entertainment will be well worth an Anthony Evans flip. I was about to say, would you, would, would you allow Anthony Evans to be a bulldog if it meant Arch Manning was also a bulldog? I think oh, most Sooner fans would absolutely. make that trade. Yeah, uh, and, and, and when you look at it, it's like you said, it's, you know, there are other wide receiver possibilities out there. Obviously, Micah Tease, we talked about that. Um, there was obviously the backup to the backup um, if we wanted to look at Malachi Coleman again. I mean, if Mickey Joseph keeps on name-dropping Malachi Coleman in press conferences, uh, he might have to go somewhere else. So, Was there any uh, was there any follow-up from that? I didn't see anything. Like, they're not yeah. going to make him decommits or anything, but I, I'm interested to see if anything comes from that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that whole situation has been handled. I, I'm trying to think of an apples-to-apples apples comparison. And I know there is one. It's just slipping well, my Apparently, they, 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 they self-reported, like, immediately after the press conference. Well, I would hope so. Went, went to their compliance office, and they were like, hey, here's the thing. Mickey Joseph is known as this, you know, 
this whiz guy, whiz kid, if you will, of a recruiter, and he's the one that doesn't know you can't say the recruit's name. He should know that. By the way, um, <laughs> uh, Travis said Georgia doesn't have an elite quarterback to talk to Anthony Evans. You said Arch Manning, and the uh, text line is reminding you, no, Parker, he said elite quarterback, not a quarterback. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my, my bad. My bad. Yes. So, yeah, you're getting corrected there. Uh, th- this is an interesting take. In my opinion, an unofficial to Georgia is even worse. He's going on his own dime. That's a slap in the face, says someone from the 405. Agree or disagree? That's a bigger slap in the yeah. face that he's going on I, his he's own got, dime. He's got a lot of family there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it isn't a situation where he's going and he, I'm sure he's staying with family. Like When it comes to travel expenses, it's, it's not your typical... You know, not your typical on-your-own-dime trip. I do agree at the sentiment, though. Um, you know, he's not able to walk out his back door and see the stadium, um, but it's it's not quite as alarming. Parker, what do you think? Uh, man, somebody <laughs> – we, we actually just got a Nicholas Harbor text. Wow. Gosh. Now, there's a name I haven't heard in a long, long time. <laughs> Is it Michigan, South Carolina, so we can move on there? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. OU has never displayed much interest, at least not the yeah. new staff. Once, once Jamar was gone, Nicholas Harbor was out the door with him. Yeah. Brian in Tulsa asks, so if we take T's away from our Kansas. That's how Les Miles says it, by the way. Would that instigate the rivalry when we get in the SEC? No, certainly add another another dynamic. I think Arkansas, all. they already had their dukes up, regardless of what happens with Micah T's. They are ready for a rivalry because they don't really have one right now. It's a forced rivalry with Missouri. They get to play Texas sometimes, not that often. They are, in, in, in Tulsa, the people out there in Tulsa can probably speak better to it than we can, but the feel I get down here is like Arkansas, they're ready to make this a rivalry in a hurry. Uh, Zach on the text line asks, when was the last time Anthony Evans was in Norman or was planning to be in Norman? Well, glad you asked. Last he was in Norman was just over a month ago, September 25th, or uh, 24th, excuse me, for the Kansas State game. So, hasn't been all that long since he was up in Well, Norman. no wonder he's going to decommit. Is that, <laughs> has that take been on the text line yet? I haven't seen it. Yeah. And uh, the Sooners are pushing very hard to get all of their commits within reason. Obviously, it it's a lot harder for guys like Heath Ozida to take unofficial visits just on any given weekend, but they're pushing very hard to get as many of their commits as possible to the Oklahoma State game and to the Baylor game, their final two home games of the year. So there's a chance Anthony Evans is back in Norman by the end of November. Travis, see if you agree with this. Steely made a prediction on the uh, like the final segment of Steel Man and Thune today. His prediction is Anthony Evans signs with Georgia. Uh, Colton Vosick signs with Texas. Man, Steely was a real boomer doomer today. And David Hicks signs with OU. And I say, check, please. Let's go. I will take that deal right now. I will take the two for one. Am I crazy for taking that deal? Now, okay, so no, I don't think you're crazy for taking that deal because I don't think it's a situation where we couldn't. It's not like a, hey, would you take David Hicks in your class um, to not have, you know, Colton Vosk or Anthony Evans. But it's really not a not a one-for-one. One. It's would you rather have David Hicks and – you know, Micah Tease, you know, for Colton Vosk and Anthony Evans. So, yeah. so so, I agree with that sentiment that I think that would be widely accepted. But here's the thing. When it comes to those flips, like, te- the kid grew up, Colton Vosk grew up 
you know, with Texas in his blood, his dad played there. He grew up going to the games. There's nothing about Texas they can show him right now that they didn't already know when he made the decision to go to Oklahoma. Um, and then Anthony Evans, heck, he was committed to Georgia, you know, for 10 minutes before his commitment to where he flipped back to Oklahoma uh, silently, of course, until he made the commitment. So my question is on these things, like, what's changed? Like, you, you know these schools extremely well. It's not like they came up on you out of nowhere. Um, so I, I personally lean on the side of, you know, I think they stick it out. I think we would have seen flips by now. So hold up, Travis, because I was I was getting challenged on this earlier on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. So what you're saying is my belief, my confidence, rather, is not misplaced when I say that if there was an opportunity for Micah Tease to play wide receiver at the University of Oklahoma, he would play wide receiver at the University of Oklahoma. That is my belief uh, based on my conversations with him. Um in the past, yes, that is my belief that he would he would take the opportunity to play um, to play wide receiver at Oklahoma. You yes. should know that Parker flashed the uh, biggest smile here in studio right when you said that. So that was that, that meant a listen, lot to him. That did a lot for him. I don't know if there's anybody on earth that wants to see Micah Tease in an OU uniform as bad as Travis Davidson. But I will say this: I I've known Micah for a long time, as I mentioned. Know how badly he wanted that OU offer in the first place. Obviously, things kind of broke down when the new staff got to town and they didn't really see him as a fit at wideout. But it would be fun to see that guy wearing the crimson and green. Yeah, Mike is a football player. I mean, like we talk about this all the time with like an Eric McCarty type. Like, and of course, he isn't as, you know, versatile as as an Eric McCarty. I mean, you could, I mean, I'm sure Eric McCarty can kick field goals too at this point. But like Micah, the reason that he's like, oh, I want to play wide receiver because he can play high level D1 wide receiver. The reason OU staff sees him as a safety because he can play high level, you know, DB play in, in power five. So when you look at that, you're like, God, this guy's versatile. Get him on campus. Uh, I'm not talking full blown DJ Graham situation here of just get him on campus and then let him pick. But I mean, the guy is an absolute football player. He can go get the ball. Now, whether that's when the ball was intended to be thrown to somebody else or whether it was intended to be thrown to him, he can go up and get it. Uh, let's see. Sooner Co-Wetzel, Arkansas has a rivalry with LSU. Eh, kind of. I mean, they have a trophy that they play for, the Golden Boot, but LSU's kind of always looked at that rivalry as, yeah, we hate Alabama more. You know, it's like one of those where you turn your nose up and say, like, Arkansas's not a real rivalry for us. I think they might even hate A&M more than they hate Arkansas. So there's a trophy that they play for, but I don't know if LSU recognizes it as a legit rivalry. Man, A&M yeah. and, usually and LSU. usually Little Rock, too. Yeah. A&M and LSU, that's going to be a real fun rivalry in 10, 15 years. I think. And for LSU fans, yeah. Yeah, with <laughs> with Arkansas and Texas getting ready to be back in the same conference for the first time in 30 some years. Maybe there's a little bit of a uh rivalry renewal there Brian, between the old the two old SWC foes. Brian in Tulsa says, "Tyler, you have to choose one fan base to be around and both are Tigers, LSU or Mizzou." Oh my gosh. Mizzou. Come on, Tyler. At I, least I with know LSU, you, you, could, uh, you could at least eat well if you're around LSU fans. Travis will can, tell us more confirm. about that as can, the show goes on. I don't know. Can I think about that, Brian? Please. I'm not ready to make that answer just now. I don't know. I'll tell you what, after Ugh. a little bit of time on a uh, on an Auburn Twitter space last night, I I can promise you that Auburn fans aren't the people that I want to hang out with. My goodness. They think they're Alabama. What are you doing on an Auburn Twitter space? Well, it said it was scrolling through, and it said college football. 
So what used to happen on spaces is it would just say the name of the space, but I guess now it scrolls like name of the space and then like what categories, I guess it like what categories they're talking about. So um, it says college sports, it's at the top. I'm like, you know, a couple people that I know are in there and I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. I pop in and uh, they're, they're having some interesting conversations, but the, the Dion subject came up. And of course oh, I was, God. you know, talking about how they should, you know, throw all this money at Dion and about how he'd be insane not to take the Auburn job because it's such a big, fantastic job. And, oh man, it was, it was interesting, but yeah, out of those, out of those, I think I'd pick LSU to, of the Tigers to, to hang around, um, yeah, I, I, I pick LSU over Missouri. I'm sure you got a $3 million buyout just for joining the Auburn Twitter space. That's kind of the, the deal with them, throwing out buyouts <laughs> left and right. They're about to have to throw one to uh, Brian Harson at the end of the year. I know that. That's yeah, I was on happen. there, and I got a DM from one of their boosters to ask if I could start a rumor about Harson. I was like, man, keep me out of this, man. All right, 405-651-3439 is the number to interact with the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. One final segment of Locked In coming up next. Elite Roofing Systems bringing you this hour of Locked In with McComas, Thune, and Davidson today. Servicing all of Oklahoma's roofing needs, that's Elite Roofing Systems. EliteRoofOK.com, that's EliteRoofOK.com, or give them a call, 405-361-3094. Elite Roofing Systems bringing you this hour of Locked In. I guess DJ Lagway uh, is taking a visit to Texas A&M. Is he just trying to do the uh, ultimate college football road tour this year? and visit every single college football campus by the time he uh, is a college football player himself. He's been a lot of places. <laughs> oh, man. my God. He I, was at Clemson last weekend, right? Yeah. I, he's all over the place. I still think the kid's going to end up at Florida. I'm kind of jealous of the atmospheres he's gotten to see this year. It's like a college football fan's dream. Yeah, well, when, when you're that dude at the quarterback position, you can pretty much go anywhere you want on any given yeah. weekend. Uh, Oklahoma State fans were not happy last night. Just beat Texas on the field on Saturday, but then Jelani McDonald, their highest-ranked prospect. I think maybe he was just outside the top 100, I want to say, four-star prospect. And Travis, it looks like maybe he might end up at Texas. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And and, and some of the OSU um, media, they're already saying, see – Wins and losses don't matter anymore. It's always about uh, just money. And it's just interesting because, you know, the OSU thing, it's kind of a conundrum, isn't it? I mean, when you look at, you know, the winningest teams over the last decade, Oklahoma State's right up there, and yet I think they've had, like, one top 25 class maybe in the last 13 years. Um, Right now they have, I think, the 75th or 73rd ranked class. I mean, it's clear they develop talent. It's clear that... Um, they win games. Uh, you know, it's a loyal fan base. They've got good culture. And it's just interesting that OSU just seems to, I don't know, just, just not land the big names. I mean, obviously, sometimes you have a Shetron situation where it's like, okay, you offered his twin. Um, but, yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, Oklahoma State has the 
number 76 overall recruiting class right now. Behind teams such as Appalachian State, Arkansas State, Boise State, Virginia, and yes, even the Campbell Camels, who are uh, currently at 71. So OSU's got 10 commits. Uh, Wow. No five stars, no four stars, just 10 three stars that are in this class. Not uh, the way that you were looking to wanting to capitalize after what winning a Fiesta Bowl last year and having another really nice year this year. Well, sure, but again, Oklahoma State doesn't need blue chip dudes to have success. No, they they develop, man. man. They they develop. There's no doubt. I don't know what's in the water up in Stilly, but I don't know if it's just Rob Glass is that good at his job. Or that I don't know who you credit more so than anybody else. Obviously, you got to give a tremendous amount of credit to Mike Gundy. But all in all, Tyler, I don't know that there is a school across the country that does more with less than Oklahoma State. Uh, okay. And that's what's so maddening, right? Let's, think about Let's that. see what they could do with more. You know what I mean? It's got to be wild. Is there, is there anybody that does more with less? Than uh, than Oklahoma State, I, I know a couple programs that do less with more. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they're about I. two hours away from each other in the great state of Texas. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, Oklahoma State's actually like when you evaluate what their recruiting class, like what the average ranking of a you know four year span of a recruiting class. Yeah, man, OSU is actually a uh, is a really good place to start. The answer to that probably was you know, around 2018 was Clemson, right? I mean, they were the ones that kind of broke the mold of having to have, you know, a top five class year in and year out to win a national title. So I guess it, you know, it matters to what degree you're talking less and more, right? I mean, it's, Oklahoma State's never been to the playoff. You know, they've got one conference title, I believe. I mean, it's, it's just Clemson before that. They, those are the ones that were doing less with more, and they were winning national titles doing it. All right, everyone get out your crystal balls here uh, before we get out of here, oh, or at least before Parker gets out of here. Uh, what do the next two weeks look like for Anthony Evans? Is he going to take that Georgia visit? Is he going to decommit from Oklahoma? What are we talking about in two weeks' time? Parker, we'll start with you. Uh, my best guess at this point, knowing very little about the situation, uh, just because of how fresh it is, I am going to say that he takes the visit, stays committed to Oklahoma, signs with Oklahoma. And look, this really is – like it, and Travis knows this as well as anybody. It's a win-win at this point because if he stays committed, great. If not, you're getting Mike Adiz. What do you think, Travis? I think, I think the combination of the coaching staff and Jackson Arnold talk him out of it, actually, um, because we got 10 days ahead of it. If this were a situation where he was about to leave for Georgia, I think we might, uh, we, we might be talking about it differently. But it got leaked early. Gives us a shot to get in there. I'm going to uh, piggyback off Steely's prediction, I think. Okay. Now, I, I will uh, trust in the Jackson Arnold. Jackson Arnold is uh, he's, he's going to text Anthony Evans, and I feel like Jackson Arnold's going to figure out a way to make it happen. Anthony Evans will uh, sign with OU when it's all said and done. But, hey, there's going to be some interesting storylines to follow, even with your committed players heading towards signing day, right? There's going to be some very, very interesting storylines to follow. That'll do it for Parker. The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref.